Morning, team. Coming up to four minutes past five. I know what you're saying. God, is it really? Yeah, it's really coming up to four minutes past. I wish I could try and make it better for you and tell you. It's nine o'clock. Oh, you've missed the train. Don't go to work. Phone up. Don't feel very well. Can't make it in. Terribly sorry. Not at all well today. I bet there's people doing that. I bet there's people doing that. Because it's Friday. And you work at... And also, well, mind you, it doesn't make too much difference. Because coming up very shortly, it's Easter. And that means everybody's taking... T- especially around here. I think Nick Ferrari's got some time off. Because he said to me the other day, he said, oh, I'm so tired. I said, I'm not surprised. I said, you finish the programme. You go out for lunch. Then you go and do Titmarsh's show. I said, and then you go... I said, you can't do that all the time. And then O'Brien's... Get, he's going on holiday as well. Everybody's doing holidays except me. I'm doing one in October. I thought I'd do a holiday in October. The only one who's doing October holidays. I should go to Las Vegas or something exciting. Actually, I am going to go to Las Vegas. It's not a case of I might go to Las Vegas. I am going to go to Las Vegas. I've got to sort out with John Warrington, who's in later on today, about flights. Because I don't want to start flying from Gatwick. I want to fly from Heathrow. I've decided it's easy. I definitely want to fly from Heathrow. And what are you doing? I wish she's doing the climbing on the chair routine. Here we go. And I must thank uh, all the team down at Fish Central and the bakery for the most fantastic cake that was delivered yesterday. It really was. We, I lifted it upstairs, because Gary, because you're very lucky, actually, if he, if he gets past Gary, it gets past anybody. And he said, oh, cake okay, for you. As I was just going out for something to eat. And, um, and so I lifted this... Oh, here we go. Let's play lighthouses again, shall we? Shall we give you a torch and you can turn round? Oh, here we go. There you are. You're turning round. <laughs> you shouldn't really be doing this. It's probably health and safety or something. I'm not very good with heights. Of course, if you put your high heels on, you could have reached the top of the television. I've got high heels. Oh, have you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> doing pantomime again. <laughs> yes, I am standing up. I'm not sitting down. <laughs> so, uh, so, anyway, so I lift this cake upstairs, and it weighs a ton. It weighs a ton. We had a look uh, inside. It's got beautiful writing. One and only Steve Allen. My one and only Steve Allen. And, and it was lovely. And I thought, it's going to be fruitcake. So, as is, is customary at LBC, if it's somebody's birthday, uh, or if it's a celebration, or people send him food, you share it. I mean, this was highlighted only recently with lovely Jenny Barnett, who was sent in uh, some chicken, and, uh, and she shared that with people, and I shared my food, and yesterday, with this cake, I mean, it was about, I don't know, two foot square, three foot square, huge. Whatever it was, it was big. So I cut into it to see if it was fruitcake, so there's something weighing this much. It's only sponge and jam and cream. It was delicious. It was delicious. There is still a little bit of it left upstairs. Because when I came in, was it Clemency reading this morning? Was it Clemency? can't remember who was reading the news this morning. Was it Holly? And she said, the cake's delicious. I said, have you had a piece? She said, more than a piece. And, of course, Hugh Broom yesterday, well, I mean, one, once he'd had one, he was like the kid going back for more at the buffet. You know, he'd take his little plate, but oh, have a little slice more. Hope nobody notices. But it really was very, very nice indeed. So thank you to everybody at Fish Central and the bakery. Very much indeed. Very grateful. Nice to know people are working hard at this time of the morning, because this is the best time to do it, isn't it? This is the best time to start work. It's the best time to get into work. There's no traffic. It's the best time to work because you can get on with it. And it's the best time to have the radio on. Some people might want to listen to music. You know, in which case, you're probably not listening to this station at the moment. Because uh, we don't do music. Sometimes I sing. Or not, as the case may be. And, uh, and sometimes I just whistle a happy tune. Because I'm a fairly happy little soul at this time. Especially when I've got the papers. And I know that Nick went through them a short while ago. And I must mention, Noreen is uh, their dog and house-sitting for friends in Winterton-on-Sea. Which is near Great Yarmouth. And she says, we're going to leave here at 9am-ish... 
Needless to say, there's a little chef en route. I used to love the little chef. I used to go in for the, for the, the, the breakfast, because it was all cooked freshly. The only thing I cannot get on with for breakfast, and I don't know why people have it, tomato. I'm really not into grilled tomato for breakfast. The most boring, blooming thing under the sun. I did watch Come Dine With Me. Very good. I turned out the barmy woman and the playwright one, which was very good indeed, so I quite like that. And then I've also started watching... Um, what did I watch the other day? Oh, it was uh, Deal or No Deal. The week, the, the day before, it was the one... It's sheer greed, that programme. Somebody comes on, they go, and the bank is offering 23,000. And they've got four boxes. And there's a quarter of a million and 100,000 and 35,000 and 1,000. You think, don't risk it. One round could take these things out straight away. Straight away. And so she gambled, and she lost. And I secretly smile. I know I shouldn't do. But I think, you've been offered 23,000. Last night, the bloke was offered 16,000. And he still had a quarter of a million up there and a few others. And he went, deal. And they were so shocked on the programme, and I was quite shocked. And Noel said, nobody deals this early. He said, well, I do. And he was absolutely right, because in his box, I think all he had was a tenner. So it was well worth dealing. He said, he said £16,000 is a lot of money. I thought, it's a lot of money. To, for an hour's work, an hour out of your life, sixteen grand. you would be mad to turn something, as I said to Tiger Woods. I said, you know, if somebody offered you sixteen grand for hitting a ball from here to here, and you went, no, God, blimey, you'd be mad, wouldn't you? Bernie Hoy, thank you very much indeed. John Warrington tells me that I'm going to love this week's Katie Price show. Apparently even worse. Of course, you see her yesterday. Oh, I mean, she is so... I mean, I'm not sure whether or not she's just thick and tries to pretend she's intelligent, or whether she's... Na- yes, you think that's what it is? She's not... She's not. She sits there yesterday, she goes, because me and Pete have been married... And she went, me and Alex. She could not stop referring to Pete throughout this interview. Quite clearly, because, you know, Alex is... And I suddenly realised why Alex says this is the woman for me. He thinks she's a bloke in drag. Because if you tranny, if you dress up, you're attracted to other people who look similar. And she does look quite grotesque. So she sits there going, yeah, I'm going to stay out of the limelight now, she goes. Well, I mean, the crew were rolling about in laughter. I'm going to stay out of the limelight. She said, but me and... Oh, this was the classic line. Put your fingers in your ears if you're easily offended. But this went out on daytime television. Put your... F- well, I think you can go... She said it. I mean, you can go out on radio. You better keep your finger on the button just in case. So she says yesterday, she says... This is where you're all listening at home going, oh, what's he going to say, what's he going to say? This is what she said to Philip. She said, me, me and Alex are trying for a baby, but I've got my period at the moment. And I thought, and I thought, why? And then she says to them, oh, maybe I shouldn't have told you that. I thought, are you just the thickest person under the sun? We're not interested in your sordid little life. No. And then she went, I'm going to stay out of the limelight, but I've got my book coming out and I'm going to do this and then film it. Oh, Go away, you boring old bag. I mean, she is, quite quite clearly, the most deluded person under the sun. Although it's a year that Jade Goody died, and living, uh, celebrating the life of Jade Goody, I don't think there was too much to celebrate, uh, with programmes and tributes, and they finally got a headstone up, because you know that headstones and graves take a year. It takes for ages. You cannot get them straight away. If somebody could turn out gravestones straight away, it would be easy. But the reason you can't put them on there, not because they can't bang them out quick enough, is because the ground's got to settle. That's what it is. It's all to do with the ground settling, because as the 
coffin breaks down, the ground will drop down a bit. So they've got to wait for that. Otherwise, that's why you get in some graveyards lopsided gravestones, because they put them on too soon. Got to wait a bit. So there's that. Uh, Nick Ferrari will be here with breakfast this morning. They're talking about Kent police. Now, I thought this was an old story. They've been banned from asking people for their Christian names in case it upsets other faiths. I thought this was an old story. I remember reading that some time ago. I'm sure I did. Where it, it, was, it was working in London. You can't stop somebody and say, what's your Christian name? Because they might go, but I'm Muslim or I'm this and that. I mean, all right, what's your first name then? All right, what's your first name? God, it makes it so much easier. But I'm sure that was, that was done a little while ago. I've got a question for you. This is, this is specifically for the producer this morning. OK, I'm going to read you out. She's going to love this. She likes games. She likes games. She likes playing games. Especially games where you can win things. OK? So, today you can win Clementines. OK. What is this? I'm going to give you the ingredients, and you tell me what it is. Uh, enriched flour, water, high fructose... Corn syrup, sugar, yeast, soybean oil, partially hydrogenated soybean oil, salt, calcium sulfate, calcium carbonate, wheat gluten, ammonium sulfate, ammonium chloride, dough, conditioners, sodium sterile lact... I think it's called lactylate or something. Asorbic acid, and then mono and disoclerates, isoclect... Anyway, a load of other things... Yeah, enzymes, guar gum, calcium peroxide, soy flour, calcium, sodium proflanate, and soy lecithin. What is that? What are those things? You think it's a processed cheese? No, it's not a processed... You won't believe it when I tell you. That is a McDonald's bun. That is a McDonald's bun. And the reason I mention it is because there's a woman in America and she took a picture of a McDonald's Happy Meal. And she took it in 2009. So there's the picture in the paper today. And she left it on the windowsill, with the windows open. And it stayed there all year. No flies came near it. Nothing at all. So she took a picture the other day. It looks exactly the same. The meal has not deteriorated. The chips and the meal look the same. And it's because of all those ingredients in there which act as preservatives. She said, many's the time I had the windows open, flies were buzzing around, but they ignored the Happy Meal. What does that tell you? They didn't think it... They were waiting for the free toy, I bet, that came with the Happy Meal. But isn't it funny? You have a look in the, uh, in the mail today, and here is the power of preservatives. The meal in 2009, and the same meal in 2010. And the bun looks, looks almost identical. Almost identical. You do worry, don't you? You do... I have to show it to produce you like this kind of thing. So she didn't win any Clementines. That's good. Look, 2009, a year later, <laughs> it's the same, isn't it? It actually looks better now. It actually looks better. It looks more interesting. <laughs> it looks more real. Yes. Lovely. OK. Oh, we've got a how low. Oh, what are we offering today? Oh, I'm not doing that for them. I'm not offering that. They've had one of these before and they liked it, so I'm not, I'm not doing a how low for them. Well, all right, I will. I'm only doing it because I had a long chat the other day with Johnny Vaughan in the toilet. I'm prone to having chats with Johnny Vaughan in the toilet because he's worrying about his hair. And so he said, my hair's shortly going to be like yours. Well, because I don't know what he was talking about, because I've got a full head of hair. And he's got, I said, you've got the same as, uh, as the father of my godchildren, Chris, had. Where, it's where if you're receding, and I don't think you'll mind me saying he's receding, but he's got a little bit in, in the front. 
And I said, that'll have to go. He said, I know. He said, he said I do occasionally put my hand on it to see what it looks like. He said, I think it'll look all right. I said, yeah, it'll look fine. You're lucky you've got bone structure. But it's that little bit in the middle that people hang on to. It's called, it's called doing a Hugh Broom, I always think, you know, where Hugh sort of carefully... He started combing his hair now carefully to one side. Yeah. Something to do with the wind whistling through as he drives the tractor around, that kind of stuff. I don't believe him. I see him as more flat cap and whip it myself. At, uh, and a little bit bigger than he was yesterday after all the cake. Anyway, 16 minutes past five. These are the headlines. Talks to try and stop the British Airways cabin crew strike will resume later with time running out to resolve the row. Thousands of workers are due to walk out at midnight. Three men and a teenager are being questioned over an alleged plot to smuggle £1 million worth of cocaine into the UK through Gatwick. And a new team of sniffer dogs, which will work at key railway stations during the 2012 London Olympics, goes into action today. They include three dogs rescued from animal shelters. With the travel, it's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. M25 and Essex. Clockwise is lane closed. 7.3. You know, I was thinking the other day, where is Mark Thatcher? Where has he disappeared to? It was only a short while ago, he was everywhere, and then, and then all of a sudden, he's not anywhere. Carol was everywhere, now Carol's not everywhere. And after, after we lost Mark in the desert, unfortunately turned up again, and uh, Mrs Thatcher got very worried, and um, we, we didn't get at all worried, because I always remember him when he came into LBC years ago to be interviewed, and he was so slovenly... He sat here being interviewed, and he put his feet up on the desk. Have you ever seen anything like it? Although, actually, talk your feet up on desks. I was going home on the train yesterday, and I was quite pleased that uh, some girl got on, you know, the big hoop earrings, and uh, listening to bling, 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 my kind of music. She puts her feet up on the seat. The guard walks through and looks at her, and he goes, off. And so very sheepishly, she put them down, so I looked at her and smiled. Ha-ha! <laughs> because I hate people putting their feet up on the... Uh, on the seat. I find it rude, offensive. I think they're pigs. But uh, it just annoys me. It's, it's really, you know, get your feet off the seat. I tell you what, let's come round to your place, shall we? I can't tell you a sign that used to be in a... I used to rent um, a flat years and years ago. There's a sign in the toilet, which I can't repeat. Because people had this horrible habit years ago of smoking and dropping their cigarettes in the toilet. Don't ask me why. And then you flush the toilet because they, they don't go down anywhere. I don't know. And then it sort of splits up and you end up with little bits of tobacco. Oh, God, I can't tell you. Anyway, here is my how low for today. You're going to love this one. It's a quickie. And I know you like quickies because it finishes at seven. And this is something, it's, it's useful for all of you. Your great Auntie Winifred over in America, she'd like one of these. The kids would like one for their bedroom. Your husband would like a separate one so he can watch the football. It's a television. It's a Samsung. It's a 32-inch LCD. Slim, sleek, black design. Mm, it's a bit like Courtney on the front door here. And you can win this today. In fact, you'll win it at seven. It finishes at seven. None of this hanging around all day. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. I'll bring the hammer down at seven this morning. And to play on this one, you're texting LBC, just the letters, LBC, followed by your bid in pence and sending it to treble eight two one. So, for example, to bid... One pound eighty-two. You text LBC one eight two, and you send that to treble eight two one. If you want to bid seven pence, you text LBC seven, and then treble eight two one. Very very important. Competition ends at seven a.m. this morning. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk. For full terms and conditions. What a nice prize. What a nice... A 32-inch television. But it's it's a quickie for the Steve Allen Show this morning. 
just for you. Why? Because we love you. And because it's Friday, and because we think you might like a television for Easter. Because there's going to be loads of, loads of stuff coming up on the telly. You're going to be going, oh, I wish we had another television. Well, you can win it this morning. And you get it for pennies. None of this going out and spending £300, £400, £250. Pennies. Pennies. So go for it. Go for it. Sandra Bullock has left the, uh, the home she shares with Jesse James amid revelations about his alleged mistress. Have you seen her? The picture of the alleged mistress. She's covered in tattoos over her face, over everything. Apparently she was brought up Amish. Now, how funny is it? We were only talking about Amish the other day. We were talking about Amish, and then, lo and behold, she was brought up Amish. Obviously, it was a traumatic experience. Yes, because I was telling people that the producer was Amish, and she's going, I'm not Amish. I said, are you Catholic? No, I'm not Catholic. I said, are you Jewish? No, I'm not Jewish. I said, I don't know where she comes from. I say, dropped in by the stalk some years ago. I could see her, though, with a little bonnet, sitting on one of those little gigs, going out. <laughs> I could just see you doing it. I don't know why. I could also see her in Little House on the Prairie. I could also see her in something long and flowing. The Thames springs to mind. You know, see her sort of bobbing down there on the beautiful briny. Be quite good. So, um, so Sandra has walked out of this home for this peculiar girl whose experience with the Amish must have been quite traumatic because every inch of her body is covered with tattoos. Well, I don't know any Amish who are covered in tattoos. I mean, well, she's obviously she's sort of lapsed. She's lapsed. Da- David Baddiel's lapsed. La- a lapsed Jew, as he will be telling us this week on In Conversation. Nice conversation with David Baddiel. Nice conversation. So uh, we'll talk to him on Sunday morning. Do not miss it. Frankie Boyle is writing in The Sun today, and he's talking about Gillian Tailforth posing in her underwear despite being in her 50s. Remember we mentioned the picture a short while ago? He says, I turned to that page of The Sun, and it, it was like I was in Indiana Jones, and I'd opened the Ark of the Covenant... I could feel my face melting at the sheer horror of it. There's a woman near me of the same age as Gillian, who you often see in her underwear when her carers get the doses wrong for her mood stabilisers. <laughs> I think you get to a certain age, don't you? It's like that woman in Come Dine With Me. You get to a certain age and you just don't... You shouldn't bear flesh. I mean, I've started having baths either in the dark or with my clothes on because I just don't think it's necessary. I'm always worried somebody's going to burst in. You know, Teddy or something like that, and sort of go, oh, what is that? I'm going to go, I don't know, but it needs ironing. Because you do get to that stage. I mean, I'm now started looking at showers with seats in. Because I'm thinking, who wants to stand in a shower? The idea of sitting in a shower is pretty... I do need a shower with a seat. I've barely got the energy to hold my carcass in there. I cling on to the top of the shower, and I, and I just, I think, oh, a seat would be lovely. And then I thought, perhaps I should go and get a little, a little plastic seat, like a little kiddie seat, and put it in the shower anyway and just sit on it. And I've, seri- and I've thought, nobody would know. It's not like you've got one of those, those disabled-type shower things, but I, I quite fancy the idea of sitting down. You can get these things, I've seen them on the television, where it's a thing for getting you out the bath, and it's an electric motor with a strap to it, and it's fixed on one side and not on the other, and, it, and you slowly rise out of the bath like a behemoth, rising from beneath the waves. And all of a sudden you go, oh, my God. Knowing my luck, the thing would break and it would keep going. You know, you couldn't turn it off. It could be up through the ceiling of next door. Which would be interesting. Um, other stories? <laughs> They're talking about... Uh, what's hilarious about Sony deciding to sign Michael Jackson is that the label also decided to drop Jedward. It says here, perhaps the boy's best chance of signing a new deal is if they fake their own death. Or better still, says Frankie, are actually killed. Well, they have signed another deal. And we reported yesterday on this programme, obviously Frankie wasn't listening, that we didn't think the deal with Sony was for a, a deal. We thought it was a, a, a one-off single. 
And that's one. I think they're with Universal. Louis Walsh, he says, thinks that Jedwood still have a great career ahead of them. He says, what has? Bookends? I think I quite like that. Perhaps they could be Toby Jugs. But as Louis told us the other day, they're making Easter eggs. I've never heard of anybody having their own Easter eggs. I've never heard of that. Perhaps we could get... Actually, the producer could live in it. She's about as big. We could get her an Easter egg made, and then we sort of... Little hole in the... If you've heard of the woman who lives in the shoe, she could be the woman who lives in the egg. Couldn't you? You could live in there. You could have... Yeah, chocolate. The house of chocolate. What a lovely... Song. I love that idea. It's absolutely brilliant. And uh, here she is. It's uh, Sarah Harding. And apparently Sarah Harding has become the latest Girls Aloud singer to announce she's working on solo material. OK, Sarah, I'll give you some advice now, love. Don't embarrass yourself. OK, don't embarrass yourself. Please, please don't do it. You'll only look foolish. Cheryl, yes. You, we're more used to seeing you, you know, hanging onto a bar or staggering out or, or doing something like that. Believe it or not, Sarah is, uh, is only 20... 27, I think. <laughs> My God, she's crammed a lot of booze into 27 years, isn't she? She now works as the front woman for a club. Kind of a bit, you know, Coles to Newcastle. But my advice is, Sarah, you know, you're very sweet, Sarah. You're a lovely girl. Really lovely. Really, really lovely. And I don't think you should do a solo career. It's just silly. It's not as easy as you think. It really isn't. Look at poor Cheryl. You know, she spent so much time away from home. He starts sending texts to people and stuff like that. And then it causes misery and unhappiness. Don't do it. I only mention it in a in a caring kind of a way. 84850 uk, And we weave all your texts and emails into the uh, the programme. Can't get over the cake, though, the other day from the bakery. That was very good indeed. And, and still cards kept arriving. One from Carola. Thank you very much indeed. Which is a, with a packet of peas on the front. And they're, they're sitting on the table. It says, the peas suddenly realised the promised package trip to Iceland was a con. Of course it is. And, uh, and from... I think it could be Shirley in Sunbury. I think it could be Shirley. What did I see on the television the other day that annoyed me so much that I remember... Oh! 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 Do you know you see chuggers on the street? And, and I've always said, listen, don't ever give money to these people. And the reason I say don't give money... If you want to give money, go and give it to the charity yourself or give them clothes or do something like that. Don't give your credit card details to somebody on the street you've never met. I don't care how trustworthy they are and how much they've been vetted. Do not do it. And then there was an advert in the paper yesterday, which I cut out. And it was in... It was in the Metro. And I cut it out for the producer. I cut it out for the producer because she's she saying to me, I've got loads of time. And I thought I could perhaps take on another job. And I said, well, listen... Come on, I can't have this glassy bag now. I said, why don't you go chugging? And the advert is looking for... They don't, they don't call them chuggers. They call them... I had to cut it out, so excited. Charity fundraisers. OK. It takes something, they say, to stop people and chat to them in the street. But it takes something special to get them to sign up. Of course it does. It's called, give us your credit card. I always totally ignore them. Hello, have you got five minutes? No, I haven't got any time for you. How much do they earn? How much do they earn? Well, £8.50 to £13.50 an hour they're offering. Now, when they think that they're asking you to go, can you donate £2 a week? So that's only £8 a month. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, and you're earning £8.50 an hour. That's minimum. Disgusting, really, isn't it? I mean, charity, as I've said before, is a business, but I- I've kept it. And it's a company that said, to get started, you need to be charismatic. Some of them are so irritating. I mean, you really feel... They're very, hello, hello. And I go, hello. 
And they go, have you got five minutes? And I go, no, I haven't. I've got a job. I'm an adult in the real world. And I go away before I call the police for harassment. Drives me mad. This is LBC. I knew that was what I was going to mention to you. Last week, last Sunday, I picked up all the colour supplements. And there was one of them. And on the front page was Kelly Osborne and her mum, Shazza. Shazza Osborne. And there they were doing the bit. And then it was bits that they... They don't know about each other and bits they know about each other. It was a quasi-interview, obviously, to, to sort of plug the shameless overexposure of the dreary Osborne family. You know, we've seen them on the television. We've seen how foul-mouthed they are. We've seen, you know, fat to thin, thin to fat, fat to drugs, drugs to rehab, out again. We've seen this. We've seen the cancer. We've been through the whole blasted business. And, and they just won't go away. They're, they're one of life's irritants for no... Honest to goodness reason, I can't think why anybody would ever be remotely interested in poor Kelly Obor. I mean, she is just dreadful. She's tedious. You know, she's been big, she's been bloated, she's been in rehab, seems to be occupational hazard for the family, and now she's lost weight, and now she's really happy because she's lost weight. I thought, well, you quite clearly haven't taken your mother's advice, because your mother used to be the biggest fat blob on the country. She was huge. Sharon Osborne was, well, I mean, you've never seen anything like it, with surgery, they've managed to trim her down. And now she's going this. But halfway through the interview, and I only mentioned it because it was, it was quite telling, uh, she was saying, oh, you know, how often do you see your mum? She said, well, I don't see her very often because they're there and I'm doing this because apparently she's now still in the And then at one point she said, oh, she said, because, um, you know, um, wh- who are you nearest to? Are you nearer to your mother or your father? And so she says, I'm nearer to my mum because I can talk about personal things. And I thought, well, that's what girls do. Girl, you know, boys don't talk about stuff like that with their fathers, do they? But then later on in the interview, they say, what would you never talk to your mother about? She goes, I'd never talk to my mother about sex. I thought, well, what are the personal things you're talking to her about? Is it, you know, I'm very fat again today and I'm having another tattoo? Because I thought girls spoke to their mums about sex. I mean, I could be, I could be, t- oh, they don't. Oh, I thought they did. Oh, well, us boys have grown up under a misapprehension that you lot know all about it and we're sort of the fumblers behind the bike shit. Oh, you do know about it. OK, right. <laughs> so, um, it's getting another outing, says Johnny. That's Kelly Osborne. He said, it would seem as though the exercise of dancing with the stars USA and eating sensibly, the Cabbage Patch doll looks uh, like she's lost some weight. She's, they, they, it's, I, don't, I can't really explain these people who crave, who crave publicity. They're, they're so, if, if they don't get it, they go into meltdown, and she craves it. Apparently, as Johnny says, Kelly, when is the DVD, the book, the miniseries on fitness and nutrition coming out? Forward by Eamon Holmes. <laughs> Do you know, I've given up watching Loose Women. I've had to stop. You know why? It's the same old women they've dragged down. They're obviously pitching for an older market. Because yesterday, it was um, Collie Nolan, who was going on about other people's children and names. And I think the balmy one whose name I can never remember, uh, who's at the end of the panel, who used to be in Coronation Street, has been in everything else, Sherry Hewson, she wanted to call her daughter Leaf. And Colleen Nolan sneered and went, Leaf, what a silly name. And I thought, this from the woman who called her, her, her son Shane Jr. Shane Jr. Colleen, sorry, Colleen Nolan, yeah. Shane Jr., very original, isn't it? I couldn't believe that, and she was sneering at poor old Sherry, who is, who is madder than a barrel load of frogs, I'm afraid. But the other girl, Denise, in the middle, does she think it's her show or something? Because they've now dragged in... Oh, you'll laugh at this. Oh, that's what it was. Eamon Holmes' bride-to-be. Now, she can't put her hair up. 
And the reason that poor Ruth has got her hair like that is because she's got jug ears. Their whole family have got jug ears, and she showed us. She showed us yesterday. She said, the reason I can't put my hair up for my wedding, and she lifted the hair up, and there they are. They were like traffic signals. They stick out. I mean, frankly, when I see an elephant fly, she could have taken off from the studio. She could have floated around. She's really got... Now you can have them pinned back. There is a little operation now. It's not difficult. And the reason I know this is because I had a producer, Dave, many, 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 many years ago. Strange enough, his, his parents had a farm as well. And they used to do lambing. Not unsimilar to, uh, to Hugh Broom. But, uh, but Dave's ears stuck out and he had a little operation and the little operation involves taking away a little bit of skin at the back of the ear and it pulls them in tighter to the head and it worked for him so i thought perhaps perhaps ruth could have had those done as well but i'm bored with seeing the same panel what they need to do is change it they've obviously gone for sort of the older woman who's not working and for that read colleen nolan who still thinks she's a singer in the nolans it's very funny denise who can be quite funny at times but gets a little bit irritating and they always go on about their families you know, quite clearly, Denise and her husband don't, you know, they don't even, they don't even talk by the sound of it. <laughs> they just sort of, they just argue, I think. And then at the end, you've got no idea what poor old Sherry Hewson is thinking. It's very funny. I do like, I do, I, sort of in a strange way, I do like it. But in the other way, I'm, I'm thinking I should write to Carl Newton and go, Carl, or perhaps I should phone him up. I go, Carl, you've got to keep changing the panel. Can we not have any more of Colleen Nolan? I've seen enough of her. She's so dreary, and God knows there's enough of her to see. Uh, one here. I saw that woman you were talking about and come dine with me. She made Liz MacDonald look demure. So I've just heard the ingredients, as Ingrid, of that bun. And they claim that burgers are healthy food. Well, the burger's healthy. It's 100% beef. It's the thing around it you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have the processed cheese. You shouldn't have... I don't know how healthy gherkins are, to be honest with you. Um, and you shouldn't have the sauces, and you shouldn't have the bun. So, in other words, you just go... Because I've done that before. I and mean, you've done that at home, where you've just been out and you've, you've fried or you've sort of grilled some burgers and just had them. It's made me feel a bit, a bit peckish for, for fish fingers this morning, <laughs> I'm afraid. Um, shame about Sandra Bullock just as she won the Oscar, saw two seconds of Katie and Alex, says Dee. Oh, God, is he sad or what? Not being rude, yes, I am, but thick isn't even in it. Oh, no. It is, I mean, they are, they deserve each other. He likes dressing up as a woman, albeit a deeply, deeply unattractive woman, and she is a deeply, deeply unattractive woman, and yet she's supposed to be a woman. I can't, I mean, it, it must be hilarious. Absolutely hilarious in their house. Geoffrey says, I'm off to Nigeria tomorrow for a week. I shall bring back some snails for your special enjoyment. Try to resist the temptation, Geoffrey. Try to think of other things for me. Money would be nice. Money would be really nice, I think. And Joyce says, I thought of you last night, watching Emmerdale. I was shouting at stupid Ashley. I didn't see Emmerdale last night. Unfortunately, I was out. But, I mean, Ashley, this is the vicar. This is the dimmest vicar. What with him and Paddy the vet? I mean, you lose the will to live, I'm afraid, in Emmerdale, because they're just... I mean, sometimes I want to go and live there, and other times, I think, they're all mad. They're all balmy over in Emmerdale. Are pretty. They? Very pretty. They are. They're the prettiest of all the soaps, actually. Yes, well, it, because it exists. The village exists. It's in the middle of a, a big estate, and you drive through security gates, and then you drive for, I think, two miles, and then as you go over the hill, 
they've built Emmerdale, like they built Brookside. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, Brookside was sold yeah. off in the end. That's wasn't right, it? because it was houses. a little close of houses. Uh, is it in Derbyshire or somewhere lovely? Like, um, um, I thought it was the Lake District, isn't it? I don't think it's as far north as that. Is it not? I don't think. Very pretty. No, because when that plane, don't you remember when that aeroplane came down on it? Yes, that that which prompted the saying, ladies and gentlemen, when you're dr- after this plane landed on the village <laughs> yes. nearly. When you're driving, you come to a crossroads. Look right, look left, look up in the <laughs> air. It's coming down. <laughs> that was fantastic. That though. was amazing. That was record-breaking television. Do you remember what was that soap on Channel Five, where they killed off half the cast in a in a canal boat explosion in haze? They filmed it in haze. I can't remember what this program was. It was a it was a new soap that came out, mm. and they decided to kill off half the cast. It was on Channel Five. Yes, it was Channel Five when it started. It wasn't. Uh, I, I know, know it was that filmed one. around haze because I remember yeah. thinking, "Oh, that's the canal in haze." That had a, a that had a that had a name like not "Love My Neighbor," but that kind of a thing. That that was quite a big show. Actually, yes, at the time. it was. It was. It was their first. I mean, this, it was a really good soap. Whatever happened to the wonderful one that the BBC did? That was set in the Costa del Sol. Oh God, El Dorado. That was wonderful. El Dorado. I love that. With Polly Perkins. It was fantastic. They had the girl in the wheelchair. They were going to bring that back, weren't they? I don't think. I think they were. I think they said that to pacify them because everybody wanted it. All four people that watched it. Yeah, it's good show. Yes, it it was. Yes, it was a bit strange. El Dorado. The set's still there. Yes, I know. They'd been back some of the papers and they, they filmed to show you that the houses have all crumbled and. But I thought that uh, that was an actual set that was made, wasn't it? Yes, But, but yes. the actual outside shots were of an oh, apartment yes, yes, yes. building in, in Fuengarola, I think yeah. it was, or Bello Medina. I love that, Fuengarola. Now, there's an, ad- there's an advert, actually, on the television, and I think it's for a soap uh, thing, like, soap powder thing. And it's got three characters from the soaps. It's got Bet Lynch. Yes. What's his name who had the dog? Yes. In... Dean Gaffney. Yeah, and, and another lady who I think was in Brookside. Yes. Which is so, very... Uh, Yes, her 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 son, oh God, is the bloke who's touring with Elton John. Hmm. He he was in Coronation Street. Richard Fleishman. Oh, that's it. Yes, yes. It's she good. was lovely. She was married to the bloke <clears throat> who, who had a breakdown, Jimmy Corkill. Yes, I love that Jimmy was Sue Corkill. Corkill. Yeah. I love that program. I've seen her a few times out. They're, they're excellent. Yeah, really, really excellent. Yeah, Jackie Corkill she was, Jackie yeah. Corkill. Jackie Corkill. They're, they're all in Brookie. <laughs> they're a Brook... I miss Brookside. She went to the garage eventually. She did, yes. Whereas Everybody he was having his breakdown at home. <laughs> he was. I, I liked did dinner him. with him once, or lunch, or something, I can't remember. He's a fine actor, actually. Yes, He got yes. lots of awards, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, really, really good actor. Very, very good actor. and all sorts of things. Yeah. I like Brookside. Bring back Brookside. Well, That's bring back think. loads of things. <clears throat> well, I like Shameless as well. I know you don't watch Shameless. No, I'm not. Shameless is so good. Is it really good? Oh, it's amazing. You know, I can't cope anything now with bad language in. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> well, don't watch Shameless. No, then. I know. I mean, some, sometimes I sit there. And I was having a chat with Hugh Broom the other day. Was it Hugh Broom? I don't know, somebody. And I was saying to him, I turned on this programme, and I thought it was called Coming of Age. Mm. I've never heard language like it. I've seriously never heard language like it. I sat there with my jaw on the floor thinking, this is on the television. This isn't some... Piece of filth. Was this know. in the evening or in the afternoon? Oh, I think it was afternoon. I think it might have been on BBC Three or they something. They do swear a lot now. Oh, this was just not swearing. This was everything. But the kind of thing you'd have heard in the playground. It's interesting, isn't it? Though how we kind of accept it. We don't think about it anymore. Oh, I do. Whereas before, no one would ever even say bloody. You wouldn't even. <gasps> Could you say that? Did you believe that? I hope she believed. I remember that. somebody <laughs> saying to me once? They said, "I heard you say bloody on air." And you go, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> Because I said I, I was quite bloody that day because I'd done me, I'd done my blood and I, I unfortunately I'd kept leaking mm. and I'd done this with my hand and I'd ended up with blood so my hand was really bloody <laughs> and it was all over the place. I had a really bloody hand that day. It was dreadful. 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 
But there are certain words that you can use and certain words you can't use. Yes, exactly. Strangely enough, television is a watershed. Radio, there isn't a watershed. Really? Well, Are I mean, you sure? well, when I say there is, no, there is nothing that is laid down in law and what you can discuss and what you can't discuss. For mm-hmm. example, if I if I was rude about a particular celebrity, God knows I never would be, and somebody reported me to Ofcom, they'd say, but that's what he does on the program. That would be like turning on a sex program and go, it was disgusting. They were talking about sex, and they go, it's a sex education program. <laughs> So after a certain time, like Jim Jim Davis does mm. his sex, this yeah. ridiculous somebody complaining, go. They were talking about all sorts of things, you know, the other night. I don't want my wife to hear about that. But you're never rude about a particular celebrity. Never. You're it's rude not... about every celebrity. Exactly. I'm rude about everybody. So I don't differentiate fatty. You know, I mean, it doesn't make any difference to me. I don't. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I've got past the caring stage. <laughs> You've got a lovely Katie Price this week. Or should yeah. I say Katie Reid? Katie Reid. Katie Reid? Although, the... she couldn't remember that she was Katie Reid, I'm afraid, the other day. She, she is changing her name, though, according to the programme. Yes, of course she is. She's going to become Katie Reid. She's going to become a whole new Katie. Yeah. And then she's going to retire a bit from the limelight. Oh, please. Yeah, right. Yes. I don't think She's going to turn a light out in the kitchen, is what that <laughs> means. Uh, June says, I'm going to have to Google that Channel 5 soap. I wish I could remember what it was. Emmerdale yeah. set in Yorkshire. Oh, it's in York- Yorkshire. Oh, Family Affairs. That's it, Family Affairs. Family Affairs. Clive Bull was an extra in El Dorado. Really? An extra what? I've got an idea. Egglingo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that programme. They yeah. drank a lot, didn't they? Yes, there was a lot of alcohol. A lot of alcohol. A lot of alcohol. And they were mainly retired expats, weren't they, on living yes. the, li- the high life on the Costa del Sol. It's like what? Bunny and Fizz. Oh, God, she remembers that. Oh, Too much. Bunny and Fizz. Bunny was the bloke, wasn't he? Fizz. And who was the girl in the... I interviewed the girl in the wheelchair, because she is in a wheelchair. And it also had... Oh, I can't remember the, the, the very good-looking guy in it, who'd been in a few other things, and turned up the other day. Yes, 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 it's him. I think he was Marcus. Oh, no, Ma- Marcus Tandy. Oh, you remember that Oh, one? yeah, Marcus Tandy. Like no, he, was, he was kind of the local kind of villain, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, now, he'd been in lots of things before. Yes. Wasn't mm. he in EastEnders at one time? He was. Yeah. Not that she's followed his career. <laughs> Uh, or stalked him in any way, shape, or form. Or logs onto his website. Exactly. Or notice that he does have a website which is up to date. <laughs> it's uh, quarter to six. <laughs> These are the headlines. British Airways Chief Exec Willie Walsh will be back in talks with union leaders later as he tries to stop the strike by his cabin crew this weekend. A teenager's in hospital after being stabbed outside a chip shop in Tottenham. It happened just after five yesterday afternoon. And two men and a woman have appeared in court in Spain charged with kidnapping five year old Sahil Sahid in Pakistan. Check on the roads for you this morning. I know it's Friday. Get you there nice and quick with the help of Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. If you're heading on to the M25 in Essex, there's still a lane closed because... Other stories uh, which are in the papers today. First of all, Paul Routledge, writing in the Mirror, John, says, with his silly haircuts, grotesque tattoos and stumbling efforts at communication, footballer David Beckham is an unlikely national treasure. But dismay that he won't be in England's World Cup squad is genuinely felt across the country. It's as though he's being robbed of his birthright. But um, they say perhaps we should give him a... He also says, because he's known across the globe, and now his bank balance could scarcely get bigger, it's time he gave something back to the communities that worshipped him. That time, Davy boy, you got involved with a bit of charity and started giving as opposed to... You know, but turning up. For he things. does run the football school. The David I think Beckham football school. Something bigger than that. Well, maybe he does. Well, but way, he doesn't the David Beckham tell football anybody. School presumably is a David Beckham enterprise. Yeah, but it does, it's, it's non-profit making. Right. You can go there. You could go there now. 
right Shit, today, right, yeah. and they will teach you how to play yeah, footy. Right. I can see you in a footy kit. Yes, I will take that idea out <laughs> of your. Uh, but of I'm your sure mind. the LBC <laughs> website would love pictures of you <laughs> playing football in the park. Yes, okay. Actually, there were pictures of my birthday the other day. We got more hits. They were wonderful. To those pictures than anything else. I like the one with the balloons, and yes. I like the truck that delivered all the gifts. Fantastic. Amazing. Just the birthday cake yesterday. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. Yes, I mean, there have been thousands of hits. Thousands. I mean, it just went off the scale. Ballistic, as they say. Ballistic. Family Affairs, says Martin Hemel Hempstead. Uh, Jill says, it was Family Affairs. It was so good, you know. They should have kept it. I, I did like it. Yeah, why did and that end? I'll tell you when that ends. They just ends. axed it because they had no more money. Yeah, I think it was when Dawn Airy left and the other fella came into Channel 5. All of those things went. Yes. They changed everything and found it was much cheaper to put on a movie than it was to produce yes. other programmes. Although, I mean, why they've still kept with the, the Matthew Wright programme. Oh, that's dreadful. I really don't know. I mean, I like Matthew Wright, mm. but it must be quite expensive for an audience of, well, practically nothing. No, nothing. You know, well, it's the time of the day it's on, isn't it? Yes, it is. But it's also, it, it's, it, it's, it's just an excuse for Matthew, who's desperate to be famous. And what it is about these old, these old, you know... Um, newspaper people who want to be famous. Everybody wants to be famous. Do they, you know why? That? I don't know why. I can't What's bear the it. The thought of not being able to do anything without having a, yeah. a camera stuck in your face. Oh, and having to be nice to people all the time. Well, as if How you... horrible would that be? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what would you do if you had to be nice to people all the time? I don't, I don't I'd be ill. Okay, so what, what would you do then if you were given the opportunity to go into uh, the meeting today with Willie Walsh and Unite? What would you do? L I'd Bearing slap in... Unite's legs and okay. say, stop being so stupid. And aggressive. Grow up. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want the repeat of the unions and their stranglehold on, well, the miners, Arthur Scargill, you know, had a very nice little life on the back of it whilst people were suffering. You know, I think there was a, a purpose for unions some years ago. Nowadays, I think they need to think carefully, but they're all desperate to make names for themselves. They want to be as famous as Bob Crow and people like that. Yes, but the disruption just, it's like children. that's being caused. And, and it's not so much that, that it's the damage that is yeah. been, that's already been done uh, for British Airways, because remember that this has been going on since before Christmas, yeah, yeah, yeah. way into November, December. But it's a company that's making no money. And Does no it not make perfect sense? If a company's making no money... Why would you start squeezing them by the small spherical object, saying, we want more money? You can't do it's that. It's not difficult, you know, to be a shop assistant in the sky. I've said this before. You push a trolley, tea, coffee, orange juice, nuts. Yeah, we mustn't forget that they are there in the event of an emergency. The serving of food is just to stop well, them getting bored. Well, as the bored. plane is coming down and we're all screaming, the last thing I've been thinking about is a packet of salted <laughs> nuts, I'm afraid. No, because they're going to be opening the doors for you yeah, and right. getting those emergency yeah. shoots out. That's they, what they're yes, going to do. Yeah, to strap to their own backs. <laughs> To throw sensible. themselves out there. I mean, I understand what they do, but because planes crash very, very rarely... Touch wood. Touch wood, very rarely. It is the safest form of travel. It is, but they're still required to be there. Well, you know, if the By same... Law. If you were in my car and we involved in an accident, <clears throat> I would do my best what? to resuscitate you, whether you wanted it or not, and I would be the first one there with a cup of tea and a packet of salted peanuts. But if you had to break hard, would you put your arm across to protect me from absolutely, going through the windscreen? Absolutely. Or would you just push me through anyway? Well, actually, I would push you through in your case. <laughs> no, of course I would. I've done that before to people. But with the strike, I do hope it doesn't come because it's going to cause chaos. I know that they've said that from the city airport and from Gatwick, the oh. services should be fine. New York's going to be fine. Well, they would have to do New York. All those flights are completely full. Yeah. What would they do with all those passengers? They're going to run 65% of flights. They are, yes. Well, but they shouldn't have to be in that situation. No. If they could only resolve it. And if two sets of people can't get their heads together, then you do need somebody 
outside, somebody who's got nothing to do with them at all, to go in and actually Act say... the arbitrator. An arbitrator. Yeah. That's exactly what you need. And that's, that would be important. And let's hope that they sort it out today. Oh, I, th- I hope so, too. It just drives me mad. It's so, it's so silly. It is silly. And also, we're <coughs> a country that is about to, you know, op- we're going to do the uh, the Olympic Games in next in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, right. And here we are, already, strikes. There's a train yeah. strike being threatened and this... What do the rest of the world look at us and say? They probably can't believe it. Imagine, the yeah, they're in Ethiopia going, sorry, it strikes. Are you mad? Lucky to have a job. If yes, you're very in lucky to have a job. Looking for the next, what was it you heard? Look at her, an old burger from McDonald's. Where yes. they've got no food. And we're, we're doing this. Oh, it's we appalling. have everything in this country. Absolutely Chuck everything. Chuck has turned up, uh, even though the door says not to ring. If I'm feeding the fish by the door, I open it quick, make them jump. Failing that, I give them my uh, Jack the Shining stare. Works a treat. And Sandy says, the charity sellers drive me mad. Happily going about my daily business on my scooter. When I was stopped, they were trying to get money for disabled people abroad. Why do they think we don't need help here in the UK? I know, we spend most of our time sending money abroad, don't we? We do, we send a lot of money abroad. What about Petri Hoskin for loose women? She's absolutely a loose woman. (laughs) She's absolutely, I mean... She'd be good, though. Sorry, Petri. Yeah, it's great. Well, they're, they're quite feisty. Are they looking for somebody else? I don't think... Oh, well, I'm just bored with seeing the same people. Colleen Nolan now doesn't contribute anything apart from looking at the camera, making funny faces and doing sexual double entendres. And it's a bit sad on an old saggy like her. <laughs> she does. I don't uh, want to watch it anymore. She, she does the Friday show of uh, dancing on Oh, ice. she's the back, pitifully you know, awful. behind the scenes. Pitifully awful. With the, with the guy from... Uh, I nearly said TVAM then. Yeah. What's his name? On GMTV. GMTV, the one who loves himself. Yes. The one who can't put, walk past a mirror. One who's ben Shepherd. Yes, but Ben, I love me, I love me. You ask anybody down at GMTV, what's he like? He can't, he's constantly playing with his hair and doing Looking things. And also, he's, he's very intelligent, I know that, because he sits there holding a pencil, mm-hmm. as if he's going to write something down, like perhaps his name, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Maybe he's going to write his name backwards, to show how really clever he yeah. is. Yeah. The trouble is, I don't think you can sit there and do news stories, and then the next minute sort of jump up and down and go, oh, it's really exciting, dancing on ice, isn't it? And Colleen Nolan didn't know what to do with herself, and frankly, I'm bored with her and Lucy. Get rid of her, get somebody else in. Is there another Nolan we can have? No, the other one did the. the now, the other one was brilliant on that soap, um, pop star to opera star. Yeah, she was good. She was excellent. I'm, yes. I'm surprised she didn't win, but Darius won. Oh, God, don't remind Darius me. Darius Manoush. She was not called Darius Manoush. No, Manoush he's not called anymore. Darius Dinesh. Dinesh. He's now called something like Darius McDonald. Yes, it is something. like that. I think mainly because we all went, oh, Darius, naff. <laughs> you know, it's like saying Louise Redknapp, naff. You can't help it, it's just the way you think. Why is she written now? Because she did that stupid advert, her and her dreary husband. For the holiday For the holiday company. For half a million pounds. Oh, good, good for them. I'd do it too. Yeah, like even the producers, like they've been on a Thompson's holiday. It's actually Thomas Cook. Get the, see how much oh, that advert Well, well there you go, it didn't, it didn't have any effect on me then. <laughs> no. I'll tell you why, because I saw them and I went, click, off. I find her, and she thinks she's in show business. <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> was a singer. Sorry? She was a singer. In a group called Eternal. Yeah, great well, song. She was the only one nobody knew. <laughs> Well, nobody that, knew any of them. That's her claim to fame. Then she marries a footballer, and then the rest of their life is just being, just being gorgeous, beautiful people. She did that just fashion. Around the world. She did a fashion program. She was didn't rubbish. She? she did do a fashion. Oh, program. Oh, stop being nice about people. You're getting <laughs> on my nerves this morning. You really are. <laughs> and actually, I have had someone come in, and they asked to book a holiday because oh, they'd seen that. And no. I, honest to God, no. And I went, you are you are joking, aren't you? And they went, no. My daughter is completely in love with Jamie Redknapp, and she only oh, wants to go on a holiday. I said, God. he won't be on the aeroplane, you know. Oh. He won't be anywhere near that, that thing. It's just a, a commercial. <laughs> but anyway, they booked a holiday with Thomas Cook, oh. so they got one booking out of it. Oh, I could make me feel even worse, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, just th- I just think they're just a naff couple. Cheesy. They're described as in the papers. Cheesy, because, well, she'll, she'll practically do it, and you go, Louise, want to do it? I'll do it, I'll do it. 
because she's got a really funny little voice. <laughs> they th- don't get any bad press, I, though, do they? I mean, you never see them falling out of nightclubs. Well, they're old and married. How many old married people do you know? For- I haven't fallen out of a nightclub for years. Oh. Fallen into a few, <laughs> never actually fallen out. <laughs> Name of the bloke who played Marcus in El Dorado was Jesse Bird. That's it, Jesse Bird. Who actually, the producer would be delighted to know, took his clothes off and did full <laughs> frontal nudity in, uh, I didn't say you fancied him, I'm just mentioning the fact that he took his clothes off in a programme called... Which one? I've now forgotten, actually. You've now made me forget. He was a big star It was, uh, it was, it, I'll tell you what, what it was about. He, he, he played a young man... It would do. ...who made, as he's supposed to, <laughs> supposed to an Alex Reed played a young woman. <laughs> he, um, he played, I'm not, I'm telling you the story first. He played a young man who met this girl who was Swedish, who came over with a school trip, and he met her in London, and, and their eyes met, as you do, you know, you're going down the street and your eyes meet, with me, it's road sweepers, and, and, and then they started going out, and she took him back to Sweden okay. and met the parents. And the parents went, you know, we are uh, liberal. And they stayed in the same bedroom. And because he came from England, where if you, if you had to stay with your girlfriend's parents, you wouldn't be in the same bedroom. No. He said, and then they all went for a sauna together, the whole family. Which That's was very really Swedish. A- yes, but, I mean, you've only just met. <laughs> it's like matter. going to a dinner party and going, let's all take our clothes off. I mean, I know you've been to some <laughs> dinner parties where you Several. that does happen. But, <laughs> Clothing uh, optional. <laughs> Clothing optional. You see, for me, unfortunately, I would have to get the job as the hat check girl. <laughs> because I'm not taking my clothes off for anybody. <laughs> but you'll take clothes from people, if you're a hat check girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't mm. mind that, yes. Cut checks, very lucrative yes. job. I don't even have to, I, I will do the how low for you after the news, and uh, <laughs> remind you that today it's a 32-inch Samsung LCD television. Woo! That's nice. Good. Very nice indeed. Haven't had one for a little while, actually. Have not had one for a little while. So, uh, after the news, we'll give you details of that. Another one here, it's Andrew in Falkirk's birthday. Many happy. And if you watch Come Dine With Me, Steve, the stunning Famidas Ever Tasteful Outfits, yesterday's leopard print affair really showed her sagging old flesh. It was television gold. It was awful, actually. I, even I sat there going, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. And Jordan, happy birthday for Saturday, 13th. Lots of love from Aunt Lynn, Uncle David, Alison and Henry the Dog. So now you know. I was delivering to a customer. I had to go through... Morning, team. Nice to have you company. Seven minutes past six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. What is it? Seven minutes? No, coming up eight minutes past six. It's a miserable old day at the moment, although it's, it promises to be quite nice later. And well done to a Penguin first edition, Quatermass and the Pit, mm-hmm. which has just been returned to the library 45 years after somebody took it out. You get these stories every so often. The fine, incidentally... Uh, now it's it's limited to six pounds. Oh, what? That's it. Six pounds. That's you can it. Get forty-five years. Six pounds. You can keep, you can keep it for forty-five years. It used to be daily. It used to be daily, didn't well, it? It was fifteen p a day. But if they'd done that, it would be two and a half thousand pounds. Well, that's quite right. Think yeah. of all the people that were denied the pleasure of borrowing that book from that library for forty-five well, years. Done, I mean, I, I don't know people who go to the library anymore and and borrow books. They've just opened a new one in uh, where I live. Brand right. new, brand spanking new library. All right. Computer terminals. People are always in there on the internet and things like oh, that. Oh, that's why. But th- do people borrow books? When we were young, you'd go there and you'd go, I'll take three books out, and then you'd stand there and they would stamp them, and you'd go out with your books, and you'd take them home and read them, and then you'd take them back in. Yeah, you do. My mum still does that. She has a, a oh. mobile uh, library that comes to her village, All right. and then she goes, I think, on a Tuesday, and she has those talking books. 
She loves those. Oh, I'm, books. Um, yeah. My friend Jackie looks after a lot of those. They're good. I like those. Oh, my mum's mad for them. Yeah, yeah, she goes every week, changes them, comes back, does her ironing, right. talking books. But they have a mobile library that comes. Oh, which is lovely. Lovely. Back of a truck. Nice. You go in there and say, "Have you got the latest Enid Blyton?" <laughs> and they, a window they go, opens. No, but we do have a Penguin Classic <laughs> from forty-five years ago. Yeah. You still haven't returned <laughs> that book from nineteen fifty-three. But much easily forgotten. Somebody might be moving, and they go, "Oh, look at this book. Oh, quick, pop it in the post." Well, and send it back to the yeah, library. Yeah, you send it back to the library, hoping the library's still there, of course. And you've moved, in the end, to southern Spain. Yes. <laughs> uh, Steve, uh, the soap you were talking about was London Bridge. No, it wasn't. It was definitely Family Affairs. I remember that now. And Albion Market, says Gary. I remember Albion Market. Jesse Metcalf was the guy in El Dorado. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, Jesse Metcalf. No, not Metcalf. Jesse Metcalf. Jesse, Jesse Bird. Jesse Bird. Jesse Metcalf was the American actor, D. <laughs> she says, that's not Google, that's my memory, which is surprising. Which is obviously given up today. <laughs> it was Jesse Bird. Best to check with... Na not that I could check with Google if <laughs> I wanted to. She says, morning, John. Morning. And, uh, Steve, I used to work as a, a background artiste on Family Affairs and had a few lines in it. Those are filmed in the same studio uh, as the Bill in Merton. Ah. So there you go. Mm. Uh, don't forget, the cabin crew voted for the strike. It's not the union's entire fault. Well, it's it's not it's it's split, isn't it? Well, the the cabin crews. The, what happened, as far as British I British Airways on mass are going. We don't want to strike. A few trolley are dollies are going. We want to strike. Yes, but it, it was the first ballot was thrown out because they said that they had got people to vote who were actually leaving and had taken redundancy, so they had too many votes. Yeah. Uh, but it's all about um, taking a crew member off the aeroplane, a reduction in in wages, and changes to rosters. They're trying to make them do. Sort of like, instead of having two nights off in LA, only one night off in Los Angeles when they fly right. there. Oh yes, yes which yes, reduces that, all their yeah. their time, and then they lose out on money because you, they get more money. They get more money for the number of days they're they're away. They get allowances. That's how their salaries made up. Yeah. Well, I'm away from home. I don't get an allowance. You're not away from home. You're still here in the same country. You can be home in a trice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not today, you can't. There you go. <laughs> uh, Cheryl says, I asked my daughter, would she like to be an air hostess? She said, why would I want to be a skivvy in the sky? He said, I don't understand, really, why you'd want to just serve people food. Why don't you just get a job on the ground? Because it's better to fly. Well, it's the it's opportunity... better financially to fly, isn't it's, it? Well, it's better, and the opportunities there, and they There's certain, certain people who want to do it. Wonderful people concessions. People can tie their hair back and look like Cheryl Cole. <laughs> Wonderful yeah. concessions. Yeah. For you and your family to travel. Yeah. An opportunity to... To see the world, or to see and the inside to of a hotel room. people's soup. How lovely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have two soups over here. Were you the meat or the vegetarian option? <laughs> uh, one vegetarian, one meat. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> You'll be lucky. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'll just go and get that for you. Would you like peanuts? <laughs> I don't know if they have hot soup. Do they have hot soup on planes? Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, of course they do. Class. She's not been in first class. <laughs> Amanda. See, the trouble is, she didn't realise, but when she goes on a plane, she automatically turns right. She had no idea there was other stuff up at the front. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it? that's just where they put the luggage. What happens if you turn right? Turn right? Mm. Ugh, it's ghastly. I've it's never done that. of people. It's ghastly. Really? I went on a flight once, <laughs> and my knees were practically under my chin. There's no room. You have to turn sideways. They just cram you in. You sure you were in the in the actual cabin and not in the hold? I think I was in the hold, actually. <laughs> I wonder why it was dark and there were a lot of suitcases. <laughs> with All animals. Tags on. <laughs> with yes. animals. I remember distinctly. Uh, uh, Jenny Barnett for Loose Women, says Jack. Yes. Yes, uh, yes Jenny Barnett for Loose Women. She'd be Women. good. She, she could wear, yes, she could wear some of her dungarees. Mm, she looked great. She would. She she'd looked she'd good be very that. good. Especially the, what's the, the animal print? <clears throat> I always call it her animal print one. It's cow print, that's right. It's, oh, it's, oh, there's two different ones. The cow print and the Dalmatian one. Oh, right. 
I know she doesn't always wear a bra. <laughs> uh, Steve. That's because women burnt their bras. So burnt their bra. It must mm. have, that fire must have raged for weeks <laughs> then for Jenny Barnett. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, Albion Market says Alison. And the, the Swedish girl in the Jesse Bird, um, Jesse Bird's drum was Annika. Not Annika, Annika Rice. No, not Annika Rice. Annika. Just checking. And Jan says, my friend Pauline retires today. We've worked together for 24 years. Oh, that's wonderful. I'll miss her. Yeah. Please wish her lots of love from me. I promised her a visit from you, says Jan. How lovely to retire. When... Would you like to retire? Some days. Yeah, yeah some days. Well, today could be your day. <coughs> anyway, we've got a how low. It's a 32-inch LCD television. Finishes at 7 o'clock this morning. Got to get your skates on very quickly. Uh, it's slim, sleek and black. Look great in your living room. And the hammer will come down at 7am. We're looking for a lowest unique bid. The lowest unique bid is the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So to play, you text LBC, then your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. So for example, to bid... 84 pence. You text LBC, 84, and send that to treble eight two one. Okay, you make up your own sum of pence or pounds and pence or a combination. So if, mm. if you wanted to go for one pound seventeen, there you go. You text LBC one one seven and send that to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at seven a.m. this morning. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. Um, uh, the Redknapp girl was on TV on Sunday. Steve, I enjoyed her rapier wit. Not. The trouble is, she's a bit smiley, smiley, Carol Smiley. She can't smile any more than Haley in Dancing on Eyes. Who's Haley? Oh, Haley Tamadan or something. Yeah, she's, she's very in good Emmerdale. though. She's brilliant. Yeah, but let's face it. I mean, her acting was a little bit lame in Emmerdale. <laughs> so, I mean, she's very good at dancing because she was good, she was on standby for the last series. So that's why she's good. She's had all this time to rehearse. She's amazing, actually. Yeah, she's eyes. very good. Absolutely amazing. I'm the same, like a gazelle. <laughs> Daniela Westbrook is very good as well. Yes. And her acting skills are excellent. Who? <laughs> Daniela's. Really? She was great last Marvelous. week as the sexy secretary. I don't know who she'd be good. If they ever did um, Are You Being Served? Yes. She could play Mrs. Slocum. <laughs> she could play Miss <laughs> Brahms. Really? She would be very, oh, very please good. God, they never remake it. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope not. I, you cannot do remakes. That would no, be the no. worst decision of anybody's life. But I think, do you not think she could be, she could be, yes, I mean, yes, old Mr. Grace. <laughs> Just tie her hair back. Him much, You've all you? done very well. Do you know that Grace Brothers is actually, uh, a, well, it was, I don't know if it still is, uh, a chain of sorts in Australia. They actually have. Grace Brothers. Grace Brothers, yeah. There's wow. one in Sydney, one in Melbourne. What, based on that series, or they're called Grace no, Brothers? No, they really it? were called Grace Brothers. Oh, right. Maybe oh, that's right. where they got the idea from. How lovely. You always learn something new from John when he comes in, don't you? Really, <laughs> I mean, he comes in and sometimes he'll just come right out with something you're not expecting and, and you write it down and think, do you know, I'll, I'll bring that up at a dinner party or perhaps next when I'm photographing my McDonald's muffin. <laughs> you know, the kind of thing that people do nowadays. Quarter past six. <laughs> News headlines, Sam Pittis. Good morning, Steve. The chief executive of British Airways is a key... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 6.20 is the time, in case you're clock-watching and running for the train. Because every morning, people run for trains. Every don't. morning. And they escape, you know, I'm, I'm halfway down the highway. people go, train, train, you run, run, run. But it's there every morning at that time. I know, but... Why don't you just get up earlier? Well, people don't sometimes. Well, they, do well they? then the fools. Because I always try and trip them up. You know, if they're running down the <laughs> stairs, so I, I always stick my foot out on my walking stick. I and, run for the bus um, every morning. You don't, do I you? I do. I don't run, actually. I scurry. For the bus? Mm. You see, I don't. If I see the bus coming, I think, should I run? No, because I look ridiculous running. So I'll get the next one. 
And they're normally very quick. Yeah, they're they? normally fairly Every fast. Every four or five minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, you never have to wait too long. Um, I don't know about Beckham's Football Academy. I do remember, in the back of my mind, we ran a story on LBC a short while ago that it was open one day, and then it, and it closed. And I think it was because of the space that they were on was going to be redeveloped. Oh, that's possible. And so that's, and so it, it sort of disappeared there. But we'd like to see him doing something else. Like, what, he's well, doing I something for know. Sports Relief tonight with James Corden. Yeah, but that was filmed weeks ago. Yes, before his accident. And James Corden is uh, the ultimate bore. Oh, he's lovely. Oh, dreadfully oh, James true. is a lovely person. Really? Yeah. Oh. Trust me. Yes, he's but I'm, really I'm not lovely. interested in whether he's lovely as a person. I mean, he might be lovely he's as a person. He's very funny. He was fantastic. Funny? On funny? Jonathan Ross the oh, other night. Oh, dear. But as funny was... as warts. <laughs> he was... Really not funny at all. He was very funny on Jonathan really? Ross the other night. Really? Honestly. Oh. Truthfully. He was excellent. There are certain people I don't find funny. Like, He's it. <laughs> He's it. It's funny. He He's wrote not... Gavin and Stacey. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's it. That's your benchmark, is it? Well, it's that's, not that's bad. The mark of how funny he is. Well, it was pretty funny. It was very good you series. Gavin and Stacey. Gavin and Stacey. Half my audience will be going, what's Gavin and Stacey? <laughs> no one's. Everybody knows what Gavin and Stacey is. I've never seen it. Huge audience. I've never seen not it. Not quite as big as yours, but it's huge. Well, apparently it's very Have funny. You, you like it, don't you? Yeah, but she, she sits at home knitting, for God's sake. Oh. She's got a cat. <laughs> She She's sits vegetarian. there, she watches El Dorado <laughs> and stuff like that and knows about Jesse Birdsall <laughs> and stuff like she that. She knows about Gavin and Stacey. She's vegetarian. You might I not have seen... for breakfast the other day, I had, you know, traditional scrambled egg on toast. She had mushrooms on toast. <laughs> that sounds nice. Mushrooms on toast, I ask you, with brown bread. As he was walking away, she went, <laughs> oh, and brown bread, please. Oh, I don't, I'm white bread for toast. Brown bread, I know. Brown bread doesn't toast oh, very well. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's for people who wear sandals and caftans. <laughs> what, brown bread? It's not bread? for people in the normal world. <laughs> people think brown bread, healthy bread. <laughs> Because it's, it's not, not necessarily. bleached. Not necessarily. You can actually get white, white and brown mixed, can't you now? Oh, that's just for stupid people. <laughs> it's lovely. White and that, that, that's for people who just can't make their minds up. <laughs> I'm afraid. People. I don't know. Should I have white bread or brown bread? Oh, let's have a mixture. <laughs> Girl, that's like those those Muller fruit corner yogurts. We can't be bothered to mix it for you, so you do it yourself. <laughs> but then that means. So that I've you... sat there with a the Muller and I peeled it. I peeled the, mm. the, the foil thing back and dropped it. That's pretty clumsy. And you, you drop it, and then you think, what is the purpose of having a fruit corner and the yoghurt? It's so you get your spoon and you spoon I like it. The way Why you can't they do it? I like the way you've called it a fruit corner. <laughs> it's a called fruit very corner. silly. It's called a fruit corner. Because the cor fruit's no. in the corner. Yes. But it's not in the corner, it's at the side. No, it's in a corner, it's in a little triangle. And you tip and you it up and then yeah, you, you spoon it in. It. You bend it, If you buy you? a ski yogurt, it's already done for you, to <laughs> yes, be honest with you. Mars and Spencer's do um, <laughs> uh, a kind of a, a compote yogurt. So you get the real... Compote? Yeah, real compote? Do you mean a compote? <laughs> well, uh, I prefer compote because... Compote? I speak French. As in spadulique. <laughs> <laughs> a compote, ladies and gentlemen. You get <laughs> a side of Greek yogurt, which is quite thick <laughs> and creamy, and then you flip over all these gorgeous, like, winter fruits... Winter fruit. <laughs> What's a winter fruit? Blackberries. Or like berries. Yeah, berries. And yeah. Things. Fruits of the forest, they call fruits them. Fruits of the forest. <laughs> and you flip it. I know, you have to use I'd a spoon. I think we've come to forest around our way. We've got any fruits like that at all. We used to go, uh, um, blackberry picking over Hampstead Heath. I think we'll leave the conversation there, Leila. Then we need to go any further, do we? I think they've kind of sealed your fate. You used to go black, what, with a basket like Mrs. Tiggywinkle. <laughs> with a bucket, actually. And you'd come back and then you'd make, make blackcurrant jam no, for everybody. No, you'd just stew them quickly on, right. you know, heat them all up on a, on stove, and then put on them the on your stove. brown bread. On the stove! How old are you? <laughs> on the stove! <laughs> on the argon. You were telling me next you used to spit on the iron to see if it was hot <laughs> enough. I had to buy a new iron the other day. My Have you broke. seen that? I saw an iron the other day. It was like something out of Doctor Who. It comes with a water tank. Yeah. And you go, psh, 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 
all over the place. There was a lovely one, because I was doing a little bit of research on the internet before I lost my connection. I've got no internet, by the way, at home. No, I've no got landline. Oh, no landline. Nothing. It's all gone now. Oh. I had no internet at the beginning of the week, and then no landline, and it's all gone now. Dear. But I found this um, iron, and it's an ironing board, as you would have. Yes. And under the stand at the ironing board is the water tank. Good Great Lord. big water tank, which is attached to the iron, so you've constantly got this thing... Nine hundred and sixty-eight pounds. No, it was. I've ordered two: one for you and one for me. Oh, that's okay. I love it. <laughs> My favourite iron. <laughs> it's a gadget. I don't have an iron. I used to have a flat iron. It was a singer. And it looks like something out of prisoner, prisoner Cell Block H. So I used to put a tea towel on my head <laughs> and sit there with a couple of pegs in my ears going, oh, I don't know about her, she was only in here for, a, you know, car <laughs> driving or something. You go, pull the handle down. <laughs> it like one of those ones that have yes. dry cleaners? Yes, What else do you have one of those for? To iron. To iron what? Socks. Oh, really? I thought you didn't wear... I thought you threw them well, away. Well, in those days, I didn't. That's when you were poor. That was when I was poor. Mm. And I ironed pants. Oh, yes, I iron. You need iron. Tea towels. Sorry? Tea towels. Oh, do you? Everything I iron. My mother used to have a tea towel in two bits of plastic, and we hung it on the wall. It became a feature picture. <laughs> You'd go round and pick up, you know, <laughs> we've been to the uh, to the toilets at Skegness, <laughs> yeah. you know, something like that. I've got quite a few tea towels with have you? horses on them and things like that. I've got oven gloves. I've become obsessed with oven gloves. You haven't got an oven? I've got a halogen oven. It's not the same, though. It blooming well is. No, it's So not I've got same. one of those gloves you put on, and it's quite attractive. <laughs> and obviously from a Chinese company. And you can pick things up, and you don't have to go, ha, ja, ja, like but, that. But why do you need it if, if you've got a halogen oven? Because don't you just, isn't the lid doesn't get hot, does it? Are you kidding? It, it, it hits the heat instantly. I've got to lift the, the pot out. Oh, yes, I see, yes. Yeah, what, not the actual oven, but the oven I can touch. With your sprouts? Yeah, no, don't do sprouts in it. Last night I did a very interesting thing. I can't remember what it was actually, but but I, ate all, I, I do the sprouts in the wok. Oh, yeah. I steam them. If I start <laughs> in the morning, they're generally ready by six o'clock in the evening. Why don't you get a steamer? Sorry. Get a what steamer. another gadget? We're well, going to get a steamer for you else. today. No, I don't want a steamer yes. today. No, you'll like it. So you never look back. Oh, well, I, I've got no the room for a steamer. The wok will go out. The, you have. If you take one of those seventeen saucepans you've already got on your hob off. And then put the steamer on there. You'd use it all the time. Really nice polished one we're going to uh, get you. Johnny says, can we have the truth about the overworked waiters in the sky? How is it the other airlines are not having this drama? Well, actually, they are. And, in fact, there was oh. a, an article in the paper last night that about four other airlines are now coming in to this. Air France, uh, two American oh. airlines, they're all starting to back them. So oh, is that the union, are. though? Well, why are they overpaid? They're not night? all overpaid, actually, the crews. How much do they make, though, for flying? Well, it depends on the contract you're on. If you've been there for 30 years, mm. obviously you're on a very, very good contract, yeah. and your salary has increased annually over the last 30 years. If you just join the airline, the basic salary is very low. I think it's about 11000 a year. Is it? Yes. Whereas you go, 11000 a minute. Yes, I, w I certainly wouldn't be handing out peanuts for 11,000. No, well, well, no, you don't. You have to no. do the shepherd's pie and shepherd's chicken. pie, how lovely. Mm. Chicken or shepherd's pie? Mm. Chicken or shepherd's mm. pie? Would you like a drink with that? <laughs> the wine's extra. Okay, you have to pay for that. Thank you. £2.60, yes. please. And, and then they hand you a credit card for £3.60. Oh, for God's sake, have you got the money? Have you got the money? Yeah. The money's in the overhead rack. Yes. Is up I, the top. I would be dropping things on them. Oh, sorry about that. Just empty the tomato juice over your head. I'm glad much. you're not a steward. I, I wouldn't fly to ten. Ladies and gentlemen, taking now. off. All right, brace yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be a bumpy ride. It's going to be a very bumpy ride. Okay, sit down. Don't start wandering about and don't take your shoes off. No, this messing around. They're always, they're always telling people to sit down. Are Why is it the moment the plane takes off, people start pushing their little lights, don't they? Whereas I get on the plane, first thing I do is turn the air on, so I'm bathed, so my hair flows out behind me. 
It's, it's a rather interesting sort of Siegfried and Roy kind of look. <laughs> I thought it was more <laughs> a Farrah Fawcett kind of look. Yes, it is, but I didn't want to tell them that at this time of the morning. I didn't want to think I'm married to Jordan. <laughs> this is LBC 97... Morning, team. 27 minutes to uh, 7, Friday morning. It's cold in the studio. It is chilly, actually. It is really, it's like living in a freezer, isn't it? I feel a bit like Pingu. The weather this week has been wonderful, hasn't it? I've got snowdrops everywhere in yes, my garden. Yes, yes. My, my daffodils up. are up. What, have you actually got heads on them? Sorry? Yellow? Yeah. Oh, they're out? Yeah. Oh, no, mine. In my hanging baskets. Oh, yes. Yeah, I bought them from Paul Cooper. I thought they were just one sort of flan. I've got daffodils sprouting all over the place. Are you sure they're not plastic ones from the pound shop? No, they're not. They're not pound I wonder if you can get nice. plastic ones in the yes, pound shop. Yes, you can. Yes. I want some. Right, let's check the horse racing. Uh, yesterday, Urzan pulled up. So, uh, Sam, Sam's got to catch up. Because the deal is, Sam, hmm. that, uh, that if you win, yeah. you get a treat. Oh, right. Okay, oh, so, if, so if, if you win, you get a treat. If you don't win, you give me money. <laughs> okay, this this is how it's it's operated for it years. Sounds on this fair, Steve, yeah, it sounds, sounds fair. fair. I mean, I, I like to make it. It's it's a bit of a gamble for you because Alex had mm. Galant Nui, right, which came third, right, out of twenty four, and that came in at eleven to two. So his profit is thirty eight p. Yeah, and his total profit now is seventeen pounds ninety five. We do two pounds every day. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yesterday the horse Urzan pulled up, so you lost two pounds. So your total loss so far is eleven pounds thirteen. I like what you we're looking say my, my loss. I mean, obviously, I'm new to this. Well, I'm, I, I, I take yes, responsibility I know. for that yet. Yeah, well, I mean, I, but I'm, I'm saying because you've inherited it, right? And this is what I say. That's why I'm being generous with you. Good. And I'm saying that if you win, there can be a little treat. You <laughs> right. know, d- yep. depending on whether or not you have a sweet tooth or a savoury tooth. Well, uh, I take whatever's coming. Right. Well, it, it could be a Mars bar. Right. Or it could be porridge. <laughs> I could do with some porridge about or, now, actually. Yes, but you haven't had a winner yet. So right. you're, okay. uh, we're going to be starving over this weekend. Or it could be a Satsuma or a Clementine. Right. Shall I, uh, shall I, uh, shall I, shall I give you this? No. Name? I'm going to tell you mine fine. first, which is the 205 at Cheltenham, which is Takari. Takari, each way for Alex. And right. you're going for? Uh, well, I'm just trying to make it look like I haven't read this for the first time uh, just now. The, um, <laughs> uh, the 130 Cheltenham uh, Soldatino. The 130 at Cheltenham. Because it's, it's the Gold Cup today, isn't it? Yeah. So it's big, big day at Cheltenham. And are you doing that Sol- to win? Is that wi- winning or each way? Because I always give the option. I'm going to go <laughs> I'm going to go for the win. You're going to go for the win? OK. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, eventually you will go each way, because most people do. I manage to twist their arms and go, go on, because sometimes it's, it's worth it. You might only have a little something in your pocket at the end of the day, but it's, it's worth it. Well, so, I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to go for the win. I think uh, big day, Gold Cup, going for the win. Excellent. All right, we'll find out on Monday how you did, Sam. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, Sam Alex is going each way, you said. Sorry? Uh, yes, he, he's going each way with <coughs> Takari. That's very unusual for Alex. Well, he has been each way before. Mm. He has actually done it. Always busy in the local library, says Sally. Uh, yeah. Kids reading time, free to read mags, newspapers, local info, computers, people working at desks, queues of people borrowing books, great atmosphere. Yeah, you see. I think we should join a library this morning. I always thought it was, it was sort of... Nerf? Yeah. No, they're everywhere, you know. They're very expensive things to run. Yeah. My friend Justine... She used to be uh, oversee the design of them. She opened a big one up they in Barnet. The library. Mm. It's got books on shelves. <clears throat> no, they're big. It's big business. The one, oh. the new one that we've got, which is the ugliest building you've ever seen. Oh, it's got apartments above it, flats. Apartments mm. above a library. What, what can be interesting about designing something which is it's just basically a room with walls and shelves <laughs> on it and books on it? We got. Uh, and you go. Do you have anything on penguins in the Antarctic? <laughs> <laughs> and they go, that'll be aisle 32, because they always know, and everybody whispers. For some reason, you don't talk loudly in a library, so you have to go, do you have anything on penguins? And they go, aisle 32. And I always go, thank you. 
But you never talk loudly in the doctors either. Yours I do. Do you? Yes. Oh, I discuss my illnesses with anybody. Oh, I can't, I can't in fact, imagine. In fact, in fact, yesterday I went in to see my nurse, and uh, I'm doing very well, actually. Do you go in there every day to the doctors? I do seem to have quite a lot. In fact, so much so, I think most of the uh, the counter girls think I'm having a relationship. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there again. But I was, I was in and out very quickly yesterday. That's good. And it was noted. She said, you weren't very long. I said... I'm very healthy. <laughs> Coming out the doctors. Last thing you need. Uh, there's a new library in the High Street in Hampton Hill, says Brian. Very posh. See? Lots, sh- lots of libraries springing up. The Grace Brothers in Sydney had a Captain Peacock working there. Did they? There you go. Yeah. So th- maybe who copied who? Maybe they did get the idea Yes, from maybe they did, yeah. Because <laughs> I used to work in a department store many years ago. You did? Yes. Which department? Oh, in carpets. Yes, I used to work carpets <clears> and <throat> I moved from carpets to soft furnishings. I was very good. I bet you were good. I was very good. A friend of mine, Morning, actually. sir. Morning, madam. Can we help you? <laughs> can you, anybody? If someone was browsing, <laughs> did you go up there and say, yes. is there anything I can do yes, for you? Yes, absolutely. Why, oh, you, you certainly don't... Oh, no. Early days of brow- shop work. Browsing? No, no. We didn't mind browsing, but we would say, listen, is there anything I can help you with? You're looking for something in particular. And if they go, they were just browsing and say, listen, I'm only over there. Just just wave. Yeah, just shout at me if you need yeah, me. Yeah, just shout. Well, don't, no, no, don't, don't, don't shout at me. I don't like being shouted at. Well, we do that when people come in and sort of look at brochures and things like that. Yeah. We always say, if you need us, just, you know, just ask. We're here. Rather than pushing well, someone. Well, they don't, do they? That's why they're looking at the brochure. <laughs> so I say, uh, is it right to take this one home? Or if you must. <laughs> I would say yeah. they're £100. Pounds. £100 pounds for <laughs> the brochure. We take cash. I think some people just take it home and dream. <laughs> they have no intention of buying a no, holiday. Coffee table books. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think this year we're going, we, we're going with Cunard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not. No, you're not. Uh, watch Pineapple Dance Studio, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Have I, you ever I, seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, it's outrageous. No, it is the best programme ever. It is so outrageous. Well, apparently one of the blokes in it lost his <laughs> bag the other day. Really? He was going home, I can't remember, he was in one of the papers, and he had a bag with 150 quid in his, his clothes, and somebody swiped the bag. Oh, that's not very nice. Which is not pleasant, is it? No. I'm delighted to report, and my God, they move quick on this one. Three men have been jailed for the theft of the, uh, the work sets you free sign from Auschwitz. Yes. Very, very quick, good. wasn't it? Very, very, very quick. Very that quick. is unbelievable. It's excellent that they got them. How dare they take that? It's appalling. Well, exactly, and so two of them were brothers. Were they just two out of them were well, probably. just appalling. I think it was just high jinx, wasn't it? Just yes. playing around. I see um, the computer firm Tory Harris, who've got offices in Bristol and Bangalore, posted an advert for Indians only. Do you remember this one from the other day? They're not allowed to do that, though. Well, exactly. They've just been found guilty, mm. and they've said you cannot post it. Like saying, you know, only white people. Somebody posted an ad the other day. Only Polish people. That's not right. You can't, you do, can't that. do that. That's called discrimination. You can't even say only women. Yes, well, it went to the Equalities and Human Rights. Can you not do that? No. Oh, right. You can't. You can't specify age, sex, or creed. Good Lord. It's impo- you, you must advertise a job is for anybody right. to go to. It does seem a bit pointless in some cases, doesn't it? Why? Well, I mean, you I, mean, I don't know. There must be some, some jobs that people can't do. Like what? Well, like I don't know. There must be. I mean, I don't know. I should imagine, you know, working in a, in a travel agency. I mean, you know, English would be an advantage. Yes, it would. Yes. Well, actually, I Do you have, have to, to put down that English would English an advantage? Must, well, we do. At the nightclub, we do. Do you? Says, when you're applying for jobs, yeah. <clears throat> you must have a command of the English language. Yes. And be virtually uh, fluent. Because how can you work and take orders from for drinks fast, 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 and you can't speak English? Well, I, don't, well, I don't know. It never crossed my mind. <laughs> but I'm just beginning to wonder if somebody would then go, well, I'm not sure about that. You know, I think you're discriminating against me. But you can't, because you must, that I have must to learn. be part of the job, mustn't it? If you went to a bar, and I've been with you in a bar, 
and you got very irate. I don't think you have. You did get very irate once in a I don't bar. Remember this, you, John. And you banged on the counter and said the service here is terrible. But if you imagine, well, you were it saying, was. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> two gin and tonics, oh, three so. pints of lager, uh, a whiskey and coke, a Bacardi and coke. And a Jack Daniels, straight up. Fifteen no pounds sixty-three. Okay. Yeah, but now, if you didn't understand, <laughs> it's come to my bar. <laughs> if you didn't understand English, yeah, and you, you had just say they're smiling at somebody. Again, going, you? Yes, you'd have to say it very slowly. You say, "Hang on a minute." You wanted two gin and tonics. One minute goes and gets the two gin and tonics and brings them back. And how many pints of lager was there? You're going to be there all night. See, when I worked in a bar, you'd be sort of they, they'd be saying. Um, pint of lager, and they'd be doing it because they'd be checking with their friends, gin and tonic. <laughs> so while you've got the lager going, I'd be stretching behind me... For the optic, yeah. ...to do the gin Absolutely. and the tonic, and then do that, and you're adding it up in your mind. Yes, in your head. Yeah, in your head. Yeah. Yes, not, not in your mind. They don't I'm do that sorry. anymore. Do they not? It's on no, the till. They don't even know the price of things half the time. Don't need to, because it says gin and tonic. It says, or a spirit in a mix, and it, it, it right. does it all for you. But that takes... That is slower, I yes. think, than if you'd have to do it in your head. Yes, we, we did it in the head. I used to um, serve one person, and just as I'm getting towards the end of their order, I would acknowledge the next person that I, that I yes. was going to serve. Yes, you say, used to look at me with you next. That's right. Yes, I used to say that to someone. Because next. sometimes in bars, I became invisible. <laughs> and <laughs> I would stand there, and I used I to am. think, hello. And so now you get people standing at bars holding money. You have you? to lean over, holding the money. Hello, it's me. Hello, it's me. Look, they were here after me. Yeah, I know. I the was here is, first. So sometimes they're the bartender's friend, and yes. they're going to be served next. Aren't yeah. They? And you do feel like such a fool because the longer they keep you waiting, you kind of shrink, and everyone around you seems. I've to discovered a trick you. to that though. Catch their eye and smile and go higher, because <laughs> then they think they know you. Or maybe you just go. Yeah. The money in my hand is a tip, but I'd like to order some drinks as well. Yeah. Tip if you tip someone tip a bartender, yeah. if you give them a pound or 50 pence, they will always come back to you quicker. Because really? they want more. Or yeah, but I mean, they're just paying over the odds, isn't it? That means that the rich people always get served quicker, <laughs> and so we should. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they don't earn a lot of money. No, they don't. They only earn well, the minimum wage per hour. They should be paid more. Well, they can't afford to be paid more. Of course they can. These places make huge profits. Have you seen them? I mean, how, how much is a pint of lager now? I've no idea. £2.50? £2.50? Where are you drinking? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know, I never go out drinking. Try 350, it might be nearer. Yeah. 390, four pounds. Is that how much it costs? A bottle of, I mean, a bottle I'm of beer, I think, is. How much is a bottle of beer then? I don't know. All right, how much is a gin and tonic? I haven't bought gin and tonic for years. I'd make my own at home much better, much I would larger. Think four or five pounds for a gin and tonic yeah, in a club. Yeah, I know club. it is, yeah, in a club. And even in a pub, I think it must be about yes. 350. Must I think it? a glass of wine, I think, is about three pounds now. No. It is. Where are you drinking? The Ritz? Home. <laughs> I've got a little till. <laughs> Every time I have a glass of wine, I charge myself. Oh, but with you, that would be a large glass. A large glass well, of Well, you see, wine. but that's the same as having a. a sometimes you. By the time you put ice, you say to don't don't put the ice in. In the wine? Yeah, sometimes people have ice in wine. Oh, because it's not cold enough, yes. that's why. So I like cold wine. So do I. But I don't like cold red wine. But you don't drink red wine. I don't do red wine. I, I generally use that in cooking. You know, if I'm, if I'm creating, <laughs> if I'm doing a meal for people who are coming around, I generally sort of, sort of do some red wine or something like <laughs> you that. You throw into your bur uh, some bourguignon. That's right. I'm delight. generally doing a birth bourguignon, a little, little <laughs> recipe I picked up from a little French woman some years ago. <clears throat> it's rubbish, isn't it? Don't forget my how low. You've only got 15 minutes to win yourself the Samsung 32-inch LCD television. Just got to tell me how low it will go. And it will go low. I've just got a feeling this morning this one's going to go even lower than even I imagine. And uh, as the hammer comes down at 7am to play, you text LBC, then you'll bid in pence. So, for example, if you want to bid 46 pence, you text LBC 46 and send that to treble eight 
0870-9090-21. Competition ends at 7 this morning. Players must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Quarter to seven. News headlines, it's Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The chief executive of British Airways is telling you... 7.3. Morning, everybody. It's 11 minutes to uh, seven. And uh, my girlfriend Jane says, Paul doesn't think this joke's very funny. What do clowns use when they're going grey? No idea. Jest for men. I like that. I think it's very funny. Well, I'd better explain it to his girlfriend. <laughs> She's got no idea what's <laughs> going on, I'm just afraid. For men. <laughs> Instead of just for men. I, tell you People, I do like that advert, but I'm convinced that the girl's voice is dubbed on the adverts. Oh, it might be, because I think it's an American advert. Oh, that's why. American company. It doesn't look American. What, the, the advert for no, the... No, the, the girl doesn't look American, but I'm sure it must be. But the voice, I think they are, it is an American ad. Yeah. i tell you what I want to know. Mm-hmm. What is the fuss about Robert Patterson? Do you know, we had this yesterday. The girls outside for the uh, premiere um, the were there for film. 24 hours. They arrived at 7pm oh. at night and they had to wait till 7pm yesterday... And we all said the same. What is... He's in the paper again today. Yes, he's all over the paper. He's not... I mean, he, he might Ivy be fantastic, but he's not even that good looking. No, I'm better not. looking. In fact, I... You're much better looking. Thank you, John. Thank much, you. Much, much thinner, much taller, more Thank hair. you. Let's come back on the programme More talent. Smart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John. But That's all right. He, I did watch him <laughs> in the... You know, he was, in, he was in the Harry Potter film. Was he? Yeah. The fourth one, I think it was. He must be very tall as a child. And I watched... I watched uh, that Harry Potter film mm. on Saturday on Blu-ray. Which is great. Right. I, I did like it. <laughs> but the, and I thought to myself, well, he didn't have a very big part in that, and he wasn't great in that. Why is he, where's he come from? He's just seen, all of a sudden... Well, he's come from that. Well, he's being helped out of a club in the papers this morning. Yes, and then he Because he had a few sherbets. <laughs> yes, he looks terrible. Oh. But did you see, Have you seen the film Twilight? No. Which is the vampire film. That no. I want to see the Jim Carrey one. Do you? Yes. It's got good reviews. Great reviews. Really, Eight really out of ten. Reviews. And this is the one where he, he has a car crash and he wakes up gay. Yeah. And doesn't he fall in love with Ewan McGregor or something? Or somebody like that. But yes. apparently Middle America, don't they, they've not taken to this film at all, and so consequently it's not <laughs> showing in many cities. I'm not mad on Jim Carrey. Well, I'm not mad on Jim Carrey. No. She likes him, but I'm there again. He's got a really? pulse at all, so... Uh, she likes The Truman oh, Show. Oh, I like The tr- the Truman Show. Yeah. was good, cause because he wasn't silly. Yeah, Eternal... Sponge. Oh, yes, yeah, that, that one, one yeah, yeah, with Kate Winslet. Right. Yeah, that was a good film. Uh, Steve, running for public transport is so undignified, why bother? You're quite right. Because if you're late, yes. you're a very important date. You don't run, you don't want to run, because then you get... <laughs> and you get, you get, oh, God, can't do it. Uh, Steve, thank goodness, somebody's totally seen through the very unfunny Gavin and Stacey and James Corden. To Stephen Winchmore Hill. Well, there you go. Thank well, you. James Corden is very, fu- very it's talented. It's not funny. He is very Two talented. people. Two people found it funny. He's another <laughs> one. You see, everybody's going, oh, J- Corden's all over the place. And you think, <laughs> why? Because he's... He is Robert Pattinson's all over the place. Not particularly going, oh, and all the girls screaming at it. I thought it was for me. <laughs> I start waving. <laughs> hi, hi. <laughs> not Perhaps me. Perhaps it was for you. No, believe you me, it wasn't. Was a, well, I think, I think they kind of accepted me as a cheap substitute before he arrived. <laughs> it was a 24-hour birthday vigil. Yeah. And then uh, June in Wimbledon said, I visited Grace Brothers in Sydney. Couldn't believe my eyes when I saw the name. Yeah. Jen says, Richmond Library is fully modernised and is great. Michelle says, West Greenwich Library's been refurbished. Oh, look, what's going on with the libraries? More All of a that. sudden, we've discovered, you know, an undercurrent here. They're very expensive to yes. refurbish as well. And uh, I'm BA crew, and in eight years' service, I'm proud to say I've saved two passenger lives. There but you that's go. what you're paid for, isn't it? Well, no. Do you do peanuts? <laughs> Tomato juice? They do tea and coffee. My, my wife 
drives the housebound library in Sutton, says Terry. There you go. Blimey. That's, good, that's very it? good. And it's, Helga says, a glass of 175 millilitres of wine is £3.65 in our local. That's and very expensive. Kevin says, large glasses, £4.50. £4.50. Then you get three in, in a bottle. What, three glasses? Yeah. No, you get six glasses. Not tiddly little things you do. <laughs> no, but in the pub. Large the proper, glasses. They're measures, actually, yeah. in the pub. You get six, of, six out of a bottle of wine. Yeah. Okay. So that's quite good profit on a bottle of wine if they're only buying it for four pounds. Yeah, so lots think, of money. I must do a happy birthday to uh, Ray Rescod for tomorrow. Happy birthday, for Ray, for tomorrow. Ray, he's going to be forty-seven. That's a lovely age. A lovely age, and uh, he's an avid dinner? listener. And it would make his birthday if you name-checked him. So Ray, happy birthday for tomorrow. We have to do it today because I'm not here tomorrow. And so best to do it in advance. Yes, very happy birthday Yes, tomorrow. very, very happy birthday. 47 very... is a wonderful age. It is, isn't it? Yes. Bit a little bit older than yet. myself, of course. <laughs> We're not there, but I've heard it's a good age. <laughs> the, uh, you can specify language for a job, says James and Crawley. The only kind you can specify sex or age for is TV or theatre. Oh, well, yes, if you're playing yeah. a... Well, William Shakespeare didn't. He only been pl- had men. All men played yes, Shakespeare men roles. playing women. So a bit like being married to Jordan. Sorry to mention that again. Who was Jordan? Sorry? Who's Jordan? The River Jordan. The River Jordan? Yes. Oh, Many saying... rivers to cross. That's I thought Jordan. you meant a.k.a. Katie Reid. <laughs> That's right. A.k.a. Katie Price. A.k.a. Oh, God, she's still around. Jenny says, let me know where you'll drink. I pay £3.50 for a small and five fifty to five ninety for a large glass of wine. Yeah. We're obviously like... hopelessly out of touch, we John. Are. We obviously don't go Bo- out. Both of us are drinking in a scout hut at Ponder's End. But we, we <laughs> but the scouts are home. running a little bit of a still. We drink at home. Have you got optics at home? No, you don't drink spirits anymore, do you? No, I don't. I'm not really... A, I'm not a huge spirit drinker. I mean, if... Me neither. Push came to shove. No, I'm not anymore, though. Because I work with the assumption wine's healthier for you. I don't think... I think it... Steve, I think one glass of wine is healthy. Oh, is a that bottle, the limit? A bottle is... You think a bottle's... Borderline. Oh, well, Two well, bottles yeah. is... You should be at the Priory. <laughs> I'm single-handedly keeping the, uh, the French wine group. I mean, if I stop drinking, there's an industry goes under. Absolutely. I'm telling you that. And uh, the, the, all the deals you can get, though, in the supermarkets, mm. they are... It's very, very good. It is, but I don't buy wine from the supermarket. I'll tell you what, I do, actually. I buy it from Waitrose. Yes. Very quickly, uh, Nick Ferrari. This morning, Yasmin Alibi-Brown is looking at the papers... Uh, they're also talking about the Kent police ban for asking for someone's Christian name, which I'm sure they did in London. That, that's a London story that's moved out there. And um, speaking to representatives from both the RMT and London Assembly to find out why they're sticking the boot into Boris Johnson. You've only got five minutes left on my how low. No good hanging around on this one. This 32-inch LCD television's going to go for somebody. Somebody's going to get hold of it. Finishes at seven. Slim, sleek and black. As I said, describes Courtney beautifully downstairs on the tour. First with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Uh, you play, you text LBC, then your bid in pence. So, for example, Jean? 18 pence. 18 pence. Oh, that's a good one. You text LBC, 18, and then send that to treble eight. Two, one. This competition finishes at 7am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions, which is good. Lovely evening, says uh, Erica at the Richmond Theatre, in aid of the Princess Alice Hospice. An, e- hospice, an evening with Chris Biggins. Oh, wonderful. And uh, he presented several variety acts. Comedy, <clears throat> dancers, opera, talking monkeys and dancing dogs. I think Chris is doing a dancing on ice 
the show. Yes, he's he's been booked as one, one of the, of the judges. judges. Yes, yeah. he has. It's very exciting. She says we haven't laughed so much in <clears> ages. <throat> you see, it's what it's about. It's laughter being the best policy. You can't beat a good laugh. That's why when John comes in on a Friday, sometimes <laughs> I can't stop. I just only have to look at him. But uh, we're we're off for today. We're going we out. We're going out for the day. We're going to go and stand I'm going to take my queue. camera as well. Yeah. I think. Take lots of pictures of lots right. of different people. Go onto the you. LBC website. There's, there's pictures of the birthday and the balloons and the, the girls <laughs> screaming, Steve, 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 like that. It's done last year, didn't we? We were, in Par- we were going to we Paris. We were going to Paris. This day, yeah. last year, we were Today, going to Paris. Today, we're standing in a queue. That's all I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I <laughs> we'll have a lovely time. So. John's back next Friday. Indeed. Merci bien. And uh, hopefully we'll have a nice, a bit warmer. And the coffee machine's broken, so at the moment I'm parched, so I can't wait for a cup of tea. Next with you after seven. Before that, this morning's business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open later after closing...